Hello and welcome to Wake and Jake. Myself, Big Baby David, and Lorenzo D'Amalia. Hi, chat. A.K.A. Zoe from We Got Mice. Lorenzo, how are you? I'm good, Jakey. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. We uh, Both of our significant others just got caught up in a big <laughs> cricket match as Jimmy and uh, Jack are playing... What is it? Cricket the show 22? It looked kind of fun. I'm not going to lie. It uh, it looked fun there. It does look like a good game. It looked like a quality game. Yeah. If you, if you knew game, what you're doing, you'd have a um, great time. You know, Jimmy uh, Jimmy will be deep in the dynasty mode soon. Zoe, <laughs> uh, so I want to talk some baseball with yes. you. Um, we are recording Tuesday afternoon, so we did Monday morning. So not a lot has changed in the baseball landscape as a whole. Uh, but I wanted to talk some Sox kid with you. That's my specialty. Um, you are a big Sox fan, correct? Die hard, yes. Um, you, well, I like to start out wide and then we'll zoom in, Lorenzo. All right. The Boston Red Sox, you've probably heard us talk about them a little bit on Talking Baseball this year. I did. Um, I guess we'll start We'll start there. What? Uh, what have you heard us say about the Red Sox that you would correct us on if you were in the chair in between us on Talking Baseball. You guys have kind of been all over it. The lineup, I think, is going to surprise everybody this year. I think everyone's going to be shocked with how many actual like hitters they have. Yes. It also helps that you play 81 games at Fenway, so it's going to score a lot. I did have a what you would call a shower shot the other day. Yes. This team's supposed to have Trevor Story in the lineup, too. Yeah. And he's hurt. It's like, oh, if he was like healthy and playing like 162... With everybody else in the team, people would be like, this lineup's, like, really good. They can hit. So I think they're going to be more competitive than people think. I don't know if they're going to be have a lot of wins. I have them, like, slightly over 500. But I think every game they play is going to be annoying if you play against them, which I like. And it has been yeah. so far this year. I mean, the offense is no joke. I um, I have been a Verdugo stand from the start, even when he had a tough first half last mm-hmm. year. We did a Wake and Jake episode where I said if there was someone I would buy on the second half, it was Doogie, and he put together a nice second half. Because guess what? He can hit. Yes. Um, Rafael Devers, we already know. Um, Turner was under the radar, and he's 38 now. But, Zoe, one of your first comments after this weekend of baseball was... I love Justin Turner. <laughs> He's pretty His awesome. His at-bats huh? are so fun. Yeah. Verdugo, it's a, kind of like a changing of Red Sox like culture because Bogarts is gone, yeah. Mookie's gone, JD's gone. So everyone's kind of looking at like Rafi or Raphael Devers to be like the leader. But he's still pretty young. And Verdugo is just shining like personality this year. Because mm. there's not – when they do like, oh, star focused, it was always Bogarts. It was always somebody else. else. Now they're like, oh. Let Verdugo just, like, have a good personality. Let's mic him up. Let's show him. So it's been fun. And he hits. So it's like, oh, I feel like a lot of Red Sox fans are actually liking him as a player instead of just a Mookie Betts, like, trade piece. Yeah, and he, um, <clears throat> he's a contact hitter, but if you make a mistake, he can, you know, 39 doubles last year, only mm-hmm. 11 homers. I, Fenway hurts him there. Like, yes. if he played at Yankee Stadium, he'd probably be closer to 20, but... Mm-hmm. The, the doubles come through, and he can also go the other way. So the monster will make up for that. But a lifetime 288 hitter, mm-hmm. seven years in. He has, he's been playing for seven years. It's kind of crazy. As a 26-year-old, he turns 27 in May. So that's, that's where I've always been 
a Doogie guy, and I like the uh, the new characters in the clubhouse angles, though. And some of those new characters were three people into the Sox lineup. Yoshida. Love him. Who quickly won over the hearts of any short king <laughs> uh, after his WBC performance. And I, I almost felt bad, and I just... There's no other way to do it that all offseason I said, I don't know. Yoshida could be good. Mm-hmm. Yoshida could be bad. I have no idea. These, these guys come over from overseas. I end up, you end up sounding very American. Yeah, it's, cra- it's crazy. <laughs> um, that I should have respected the fact a little more that if the Red Sox were willing to dole out almost $100 million for him, that mm-hmm. there's probably a chance he's a good ball player. And it looks like he can hit. His eyes hit, hit. crazy. Yeah. Like, I think that's the most impressive thing. I was watching baseball when I was watching baseball this weekend. After the World Baseball Classic, everyone's kind of talking about, like, Japanese baseball players. But it was, like, a huge... The MLB, Hassan Kim, is, like, a fan favorite in San Diego. Everybody already loves Yoshida in Boston. Obviously, Otani. It's like, oh, they come over and they immediately have, like, an impact and are, like, good baseball players. So it's like, yeah, I was really excited from him from the start. He, um, His swing is and his demeanor is just so fun to watch. Like, he always feels like he's about to hit a home run, even though he doesn't. But he just looks so confident. It's like a very different style than I'm used to, like, watching from a quote-unquote rookie on the team. Right. And it's it's pretty insane that he... Um, you mentioned that Japan team from the World Baseball Classic. Um, they showed that their talent level it's is... crazy. Like, there was nobody playing for Team USA that wasn't a potential all-star. Mm-hmm. Like, all... Everyone out there was a, a guy on a given year who could be one of the best players at their position. And Japan went toe-for-toe toe with them. I, I said it on Talking Baseball a few times. Like Normally in these games in previous years, you would see the two guys that you're like, oh, shoot, like, yeah. those guys can ball. And the rest of the team, you'd be like, oh, yeah, you know, he, he feels really well, but he, he can't hit fastballs over 92. And mm-hmm. you're like, okay, well, he probably won't fit in the major leagues. That's tough. All of them. Our studs and Yoshida was one of the stars of stars that, okay, so now you go back to the Red Sox lineup and you're like, Yoshida, he's, he has a chance to be a guy. Yeah. Duvall, who a sneaky offseason signing, it's opening weekend. Yes. I don't think he's going to continue, <laughs> but a big right handed bat that can pull the ball. And he's a year and a half removed from him leading the National League in RBI. Um, and he's got a quick nine, which leads the AL. He had 113 RBI in 21 with 38 homers. I didn't realize how good he was in that year. I had to do some like research because I feel like when the Red Sox signed Adam Duvall, it was kind of like, oh, the Red Sox got Adam Duvall. That's a nice piece. He's a guy. He's an outfielder. He's, he's solid. Like, I get a lot of Hunter Renfro from him. Like 30, 100, good defense. Like won't hit for a ton of average, but he's going to do well with Fenway. He's got power. He plays defense. He won the gold glove a in that same yeah. season. And yeah, it's weird. He played in Cincinnati and he's got 230 homer seasons, but they don't register as crazy impressive because oh. the OBP is low and Cincinnati's a hitter's ballpark. So I think he got hurt on that a little bit. But when you start to zoom back in, like what he did with, with Atlanta is a crazy baseball season. 2020 was good, but it's abbreviated that he... um. The Red Sox kind of bought low on him after an injured 2022. And now, like you said, Kike, who oh, yes. can be anywhere in the lineup, um, 
Arroyo, sneaky, okay hitter, right? He's an okay hitter. He's hurt a lot, but and when he's in the lineup. Like you said, that's supposed to be Trevor's story, and maybe yes. at some point of this year it will. Maybe it won't. We'll see what goes on with him. Um, and, as you mentioned, Fenway Park. The but, Red Sox are going to be somewhere between entertaining and scary. I think they're going to be scary for us, too, as fans, to watch yes. them. Because we're talking a lot, a lot of good stuff about the lineup, and obviously the starting pitching has a lot of holes. But the lineup is going to be built on Duval Casas, if they're good. If, like, the 5-6 spot is, like, actually, like, is Duval 2021 Duval, then we have a really good baseball lineup. Or if Casas can be a 240 hitter with some power, that's a really good lineup. What do you think about Casas? I like him. It's hard to get a read on him, like, as a hitter, because he's very, he's still really young, so that explains a lot. But sometimes you see him at the plate, and it's like, oh, He's, like, going to hit a double automatically. can't throw him a strike. And other times, he swings and misses at every pitch. Mm. So, Which, I, Would you say it's streaky, or is it at bat to at bat, or it's who he's facing? or I don't know. I feel like his okay. plate discipline needs to get better, which it will because yeah. he's still young. Yeah. But I think it's definitely at bat to at bat. I think it's very pitcher-oriented. Um, I, I don't have his splits, but I bet, like, he's one of those, like, righty-lefty guys, like, pretty strong. But he's still so young, which is, like... The benefit when you can hit sixth in the lineup and you're still young. Right. And, hey, if you hit 220 with homers, that's a good season for you, man. So I think that's really where it'll decide if the Red Sox are entertaining and fun or are they just streaky. That'll be the difference. Um, Yeah, he's um just looking at some of his minor league stuff. 269, 374 in the minors. That's pretty good. That's very good. Um, I like that. that. Yeah, I mean, only he's played thirty-one major league games, but he's uh, the, a kid. The the batting, the on-base percentage is there. The batting average has not been, mm. which um, that actually bodes well for him. Yeah, I think he's going to be good. Like, I think it's just going to be a matter of time, and also, like you said, reps. Like, that's what I'm really excited, and I think every Red Sox fan should be excited this year. Is like, yes, we lost Bogarts, it stinks. We've lost all these good players, but you're going to get a full season of Casas running it. You're going to get, everyone wants to talk about Brian Bayo, and I love him. You're going to get a full mm. year of him running it. You're going to kind of see what you got, and like you can judge it after that. And be like, all right, there's no more no more excuses on these young guys. You're going to get to watch them play, which is fun. Sox fans love Brian Bayo. I love him too. Yeah. Maybe a little too much, but I love him. <laughs> <laughs> I love him a lot. I think it's because Red Sox and Developing starting pitching hasn't really been a strength of ours. So whenever you see a guy, you're like, let's go. Yeah, and l the truth behind that, my sweet, delicious Lorenzo, is that no teams are good at developing starting pitching. It's hard. It's like a, it's Cleveland's secret. And even, we'll see what the Dodgers do with their young guys now. They've just fixed other pitchers. But... Yeah, developing good starting pitching. I mean, you know, the New York Yankees, who have all the resources in the world, it's it's like a joke within Yankees land that, I mean, Severino kind of counts, but he's now been hurt for... Yeah. Hasn't played a full year years. in five years. Jordan so. Montgomery was good. They, they built a quality starting pitcher. But, He's a good pitcher. You know, when you think about the New York Yankees and, yeah. like, having an ace or a one or a... Yeah. I I don't know. It's, it's one of the tricky parts of baseball that nobody has that recipe. Um, and I, I think if you really go around the league, 
it more so just matters what kind of dude you are. Mm-hmm. And a little bit of Miami, I guess they've kind yeah. of developed. They do. Thing, they have a lot of pitchers. But they're just missing everything else. Um, so I want to get some more socks and some more AL East. Oh, I or love maybe, talk AL East. And so you view the game a little differently. And I, I like that perspective out of you. And we've been viewing the game differently at DraftKings lately. It's kind of swept the office. Um, Jimmy, <laughs> it, Jimmy and Joe's are trying to change the game. We might have a new kind of sports gambling show coming soon. Uh, and at DraftKings, you can bet $5 on any pregame money line bet, and you'll get 150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Uh, or make a parlay. Get an even bigger payout if you combine a couple things. Join the big league action now on DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app and sign up with code BAKERS. New customers can bet just $5 on any pregame money line and get 115 bonus bets if their team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code BAKERS. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Zoe, you won your first bet the other day. Raphael Devers hit a home run. We're Thanks, DraftKings. We're very proud of you. Um, and, yeah, we'll get into our micro-gambling. I did have time. a quick Red Sox perspective for you. Please. Just, I wanted to ask you. So, obviously, Yankees fan, do you, what do you think about what's, that? What's that obvious? Like, if you, if you were to be like, oh, if I were to say, hey, the Red Sox, first word that comes to mind. Scary, bad, mid. <laughs> um, I will, how about this? I will say, and this is a, this is a term from our, actually, our audio recording devices. Okay. When it records the audio, um, mid comes up. When there's, when we want the audio to be louder, we put it on mid minus. <laughs> there's also a mid plus. Right. I will say mid plus. I like that. <laughs> That's kind of where because I have Because their lineup has a chance to be truly electric, a top lineup plus Fenway that, if you're a team coming to town that you're like, or when the Red Sox come to town, you could be like, we could be in for a long couple games. What I really liked about this weekend, and we can, if you want to talk about AOS, no, we can please. too. Kenley Jansen, 97 mile per hour out of the bullpen both times. Or So that's like kind of game changing for him. The, if he bullpen, has the bullpen is the plus. It's a plus. Um, Kenley, Chris Martin, Schreiber, Dick Blyer. I'll throw Brazier in the mix as much as he kind of pains me a little bit. Yeah, he's a di- he's different. Why have the Red Sox and Dodgers just decided to swap players since the 2018 World Series? We're just like, hey, you take Turner, Kike, and Kenley. We'll take Mookie, JD, and anyone else you got. I think Let's if, go. I think if you crunch the math on it, you can really tell teams that have either similar scouting reports or similar scouts or guys that probably work together in different yeah. front offices. There was... um. I was looking at one team the other day that I was like, my goodness. Like, it was just a flock. I don't, I forget who it was. Um, I don't probably, probably every team, every team's fan base can identify the team their team's like always trading yeah, with. It's crazy. Yankees and Pirates link up once a year. Yeah. Um, Best friends. Golly. Who was it? Um, we'll get Yankees there. and Mariners usually get a match. Minnesota, maybe. Um, it was just crazy to think about that. That formula can end up being fun. Um, Which is all I'm that, asking that for. If, if you're scoring runs and your bullpen can be good, you got to figure out the early part. And can Chris Sale figure out the early part? He could. Um, 
Kluber, I don't know. I got to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I I defended Kluber a little bit, a lot of bit when he was with the Yankees. He had he had highs and lows. I think Corey Kluber can pitch to a ballpark. Yeah, yes. And Corey Kluber at Fenway is horrifying. Terrible. His, his you know, his average pitch velocity, you know, and this is kind of rude mixing fastballs and curveballs and this isn't how you measure pitchers, but you know, stuff's coming in at 83 consistently. Yeah. That no matter the location with some of these guys, you're going to get hit. Fenway's just too home run prone for that. Like, you have to kind of, like, it's a lot of, like, strikeouts or ground. Like, if the ball's like, in the air, you have a chance of something bad happening. Tanner Houck, which I, I don't want to steal your words, though, but he, he gives reliever vibes. Yes. You know, he's got two very good pitches. Well... If his two really good pitches can get the Sox through four innings, mm-hmm. that gets you really close to a formula, right? Yeah, if you can, formula. if you can be up six nothing after four, you can win games that way. Um, so I don't know. I the other thing that is in my head is that if they are in it by the deadline, what's our next Trevor Story update? What's our, what is Casas? What is, um, who's the, uh, I don't want to say this to be rude because he's a young baseball, Bobby Dahlbeck. Yes, what's he doing? Bobby Dahlbeck, Duran. Like, you know, these, these were young guys from last year. Will they have an impact on this season or will they be traded away for something? Yeah. Um, I don't know. The Red Sox have a lot of pitchers. I think they need to, I think the strategy should be to let, the young guys, see if they're actually starters. Let Helk pitch a full year in the rotation. Let Whitlock pitch a full year in the rotation mm. and be like, fine, if you don't have it, let's don't keep going back and forth of them if they have a bad couple weeks. Because, right. like, we're not going to... If we make the playoffs, that's a great year. So might as well figure out, is Whitlock a starter or not? Like, are we going to keep him around and pay him as a starter? Is he just a really good reliever? Yeah. And figure that same for Bayo and same for Helk, who could be a great two-inning reliever for a championship team, or he could be a good third starter in the MLB. There's a middle ground there. And, Zoe, if you go to the formula again, say say Whitlock can be a starter this year, and he's, you know, five five or six innings um, here and there, six innings, two earned, five innings, one. Again, with the Red Sox offense, that would work. If Hawk goes to the pen, you just added another guy back there that now you can make games five innings. Like, I, baseball is a funny sport, and things can come together, and things can come together for the Red Sox. And I would love to also see, if they're in it at the deadline, I do think they have the pieces to flip that at last year's trade deadline, the Cardinals traded for two starters. They traded for Jordan Montgomery, and they traded for Jose Quintana. Yeah. That if the Red Sox could do that, nice. If the Red Sox could do something like that and bring in two MLB guys, yeah, two guys that can give you a start on any given day, and they're in the wild card chase, they can be a part of this season. That would be so awesome because if you worst case scenario, you find out Helk and Whitlock are three and four starters or four both four starters in the MLB. Then you can make a decision if we go get a really good pitcher, hey, at least we have some depth and we have flexibility. Or if you're not doing as well as you would hope, you get to the deadline. And I feel like a team would trade a lot for Tanner Houck if he's a great reliever and can also start a game if you need him. That feels like a good move as well. 
to have that flexibility, buy and sell. So just give them some leash. Can I can I ask you a question, Tom? Sure. The AL East. Yes. Pretty good. It's a really good. That's the scary part. It's good. (laughs) What two teams in the AL East do you think the Red Sox could finish ahead of this year? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I I think the Orioles would be the layup. They're young. Let's see it. The Rays, the Yankees, and the Blue Jays. That's where it gets tough. The Orioles, I think, have to be just for the sake of the conversation. And also, I think they're kind of the same team, the Red Sox and the Orioles. They both have, like, pretty good lineups. And a little bit. I mean, those games, they're pretty close. that opening weekend <laughs> was a crazy opening weekend. I like the Red Sox bullpen a little better, but, like, that's just cutting hairs. Um, I think the Rays, but they're, like, also good every year. But I think that they're the only team that I would even be comfortable saying that with. Because maybe it's because I don't know enough about the Rays players. But I just feel like that's a better chance that the Rays could win 86 games than either the Yankees or Blue Jays winning less than 90 games this year. That feels like it's not going to happen. The Rays are mental warfare. They're crazy. Um, In the middle of their lineup, and he just had a good game, is now Luke Rayleigh, who was... Traded from the Dodgers mm-hmm. for Tanner Dodson, who Classic. I'm not familiar Classic with. Classic trade. <laughs> um, <laughs> Luke Rayleigh, he's 28 years old. He had 33 games with the Dodgers. He hit 182 with a 538 OPS. He ended up, he's played four games with the Rays, and he's... Is killing it in the middle of their lineup. They yeah. what they get out of players is really impressive in their program. I'm. That's the scary part for me, Zoe. Yeah. I I really believe in the Rays. Their pitching is really good always, and they they got hurt last year. Wander Franco was out a lot, and Brandon Lau was out a lot. So even before you get to the second half of that lineup, that's. Luke Rayleigh, Isak Perez, MLB The Show, and Team Mexico fame. Legend. Should we grind after this? We might this? have to play MLB The Show. Uh, <laughs> that I don't know, man, because Toronto has talent all over the place. Yeah, and I love the Yankees, that team. The Yankees are the Yankees. Whether, whether for you that lands at a 90-win team or a 100-win team, that's kind of what they do. Yeah. We're, we're spoiled with that. That If you're Boston... And that's where you start getting into the high end of this season. You need to be better than the Orioles, which mm-hmm. they weren't last year, and the Orioles still have a lot of young talent. Um, and then you you don't have to necessarily catch one of the other teams, but you have to be close enough to them to make what would be the second or second-to-last wild card, right? I feel like 85 is the minimum. If 85, 87 is like yeah. if you want to have a conversation – like that's kind of where you need to play at a pace of, and you're just you're relying on so you need the AL Central to be like bad. Yeah, you need the West. Like you also have to play well <laughs> in division because you're not going to get a lot of opportunities this year with the new expanded schedule. So like those games are going to kind of matter a lot. <laughs> How many wild? There's three or four wild card teams. Three. So you the got top. The, so the worst division winner still has to play in the wild card. What was the record of the worst wild card team last year? Let's see. It might have been the Phillies. 
I think they had 87. Yeah, you got to get to 85, I feel like, is bare minimum. Phillies had 87. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to be an over 500 team, and that's like when you have that conversation about the Red Sox. It's like, can they be an over 500 team for the entire year? Can they avoid that really bad month? And that's this. That's where it gets scary, and that's where yeah. I don't know. Rays at eighty six. I think. But I, think I believe they're the worst in my boys. My boys. I believe in them. You'd, <laughs> you'd, yeah. You you need the Rays to fall apart. Which hey, a couple key players for them. I mentioned Wander Franco. He was out a lot last year. Um, I guess you'd need the the Blue Jays to have like an internal blow up. Yeah. Which, by the way, isn't, like, off the table with, like, a, Not, a bad month and a half. You know I'm high on the, I'm higher on the Blue Jays than I would say most people. I like that team. Okay. So um, I'm, ho- I'm hoping they don't for baseball because that would kind of stink. There's a chance for a fun summer in Fenway, and part of me is rooting for that. That's all. I think that's to just, just have fun. Let's just make it so in June we're not, like, all right, we're not. This series right. against the Orioles doesn't matter. Just make it make it matter. And then let's get to the trade deadline and let's have conversations about are we going to trade for whoever the pitcher of the year is. Is Shohei a Red Sox? Oh, <laughs> boy. Yeah, no. Just make it, make it interesting. Make people buy Yoshida jerseys. That is the first time I've heard that sentence. Dude, I heard someone say it to me the other day and I was like, <laughs> no. <laughs> so I, I hate to put you on the spot. Oh, hit me. Who was your first love? No. Um... Dustin Pedroia. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> so, like I said, and you just mentioned you really like the Blue Jays. I, I guess, what is something around baseball? I like that you ask questions, so. I like talking baseball. What is something that you're listening to talking baseball or looking around the league that you're saying, why aren't they thinking this? Or why isn't this team getting more love? Or I, I realize that's, a, that's such an open question. No, I get the general premise of it. Um, see, you got, I was going to say the White Sox, but you guys kind of touched on them. We a hit li- that last episode you kinda, a little bit. I was going to say, they were kind of my, like, why aren't we talking about them a little bit more? And then I guess if I were to go with another team, and this is strictly just because I've been watching them because they've been on at night, is I don't hate the Diamondbacks this year. Okay. I don't hate their team. But that's just because they're the late-night team. But honestly, it's the White Sox. I think that they're interesting. They're similar to the Red Sox in a lot of, I feel like, not team structure-wise, but like people are like, are they going to be good or are they going to just be like a 500 team? The White Sox, I was starting to question a lot of my analysis. Because Jose Abreu left, and he was kind of the best player on the team. He's really good. And it's a team coming off a bad season. So you're telling me a team that had a down year lost their best player. It's hard to, like, as a sports fan, be like, okay, things could change. Seeing some comps there, though? Their whole outfield being different, that's impactful. Eloy Jimenez being back, that can be so impactful. He can... He is a guy that could replace Jose Abreu. Um, While Luis Robert, will he be healthy and good? He looked it early. Um, That, yeah, like, if you erased last year. Yeah. John Cena. Although that's You Can't See Me. That was hot on the internet, huh? It was. Um, And you gave us the AL Central before last year. 
I think the White Sox would be the division favorites. Yeah. That's unfair because you're erasing Cleveland's, like... Really good year. Really good year with young players who we now know and appreciate. So I guess if you still knew that, the White Sox in Cleveland would be a conversation probably above the Twins. I don't know. The Twins kind of got better, too. See, yeah, I view the White Sox and... That's why I said they're comp is because I was just thinking about as like a common baseball fan who would listen to talking baseball or see it. The Red Sox lost Bogarts and everyone was like, ah, man, which agreed sucks. Trust me. My favorite player ever. And then the White Sox lost. Yeah, he's all time. Love him. White Sox lost Abreu and everyone was like, oh, they're going backward. But sometimes it's like after a bad season, a little voice change, you lose your best player. You find a new identity midseason. You can become that fun team. And kind of figure it out as you go. So I don't think they're going to be like bad this year. I think they're just going to be like a little bit mid plus, as you would say. Mm. And there are free extra wild card spots in EAL. So mm. we could be talking, oh, White Sox are getting hot in the right time. They're making it interesting. And uh, baseball, there's a lot of corny lines with baseball, though, which I don't. I don't know how much of my corny lines you know, and they're not mine. I've stolen them from every broadcaster ever. But that's all that matters. The what what is it? You're gonna lose sixty games. I think fifty fifty. You're gonna win sixty games, and then what do you do? The forty two. The other. I think it's fifty fifty and sixty. Fifty fifty sixty two. We're doing math. Guys. I think that's the one you've said. Before. <laughs> Never been a math. Show. Um, that, what do you do with the rest? That buffer area of games you can do a lot with. Yeah. And, you know, think th- those three central teams we just mentioned, except actually Cleveland, I'm fully in on them. I oh, th- I like them a lot. I think Francona's awesome. I think the kids are awesome. I think they, they get it. The White Sox and the Twins. If you win that Sunday getaway game instead of losing it when it's, you know, it's 2-2 two, two in the fifth inning and one hit and one good relief innings, the difference. That changes seasons because if that yeah. starts happening once a week, now four losses turn into four wins and you're tasting yourself and you're a good team and you believe and go. And that's where, that's where baseball is a little different than the other sports. Can I ask you a dumb question that came to my head the other day and Always. I was wondering, do you think that... The records, because like last year or a couple, not last year, but we've had these like 100 win teams in the AO and then it's kind of like a slog. Do you think now that teams are playing each other less in division, are you going to get like less top heavy divisions and more balanced or is it still going to be? Because remember that year that the Rays went 17 and one or something crazy against the Orioles and it's just like, well, they played in the bad division so that it would have had their records. Are we going to kind of have a more true feeling of like who's a good team and who's not? I guess that the Orioles example is a good one for it being eliminated, I guess. Because yeah. that, that changed the division. The whole division. The entire division was affected by one bad team. Yeah. or like shouldn't be how it works. Um, but with those games being played everywhere else... I think it's more random than we think. Mm -hmm. Like, think about this. If you are, let's say your Red Sox go and face um, the Diamondbacks that we just talked about. And the Diamondbacks, a couple of the kids are hot. They're on a heater. Yeah, that's true. And and the Red Sox face Zach Gallen 
uh, Merrill Kelly, and let's say one of their young pitchers, Ryan Nelson, who none of the Red Sox pitchers have ever, hitters have ever seen, and he goes out and he's five shutout because no one's ever seen him. Why yeah. not? And the Dimebacks sweep or win two out of three easily. And then the Yankees, they go to play the Dimebacks, and they face Madison Bumgarner, Zach Davies, and one of their young pitchers who has a bad day. The same Ryan Nelson, who's a young pitcher, yeah. has a bad day, and he melts down. And the Yankees win two out of three or sweep. I just think that part of baseball is so random. Yeah. And one, <laughs> dude, one injury can change everything. If you play the Cleveland Guardians and Jose Ramirez is out for two weeks, and those two weeks they do the home and away against the Red Sox. Yeah. You faced a totally different team. That's true, yeah. You know, that I I don't know if there's a if people are measuring that or if it's a good way to, but I just think it's more trying to control that, you would end up getting more lost than the actual luck of baseball that goes into it. Yeah, I was thinking about it the other day because that Orioles thing, I saw a tweet and it was like, remember when the Rays did this to the Orioles? And then there was also like when the Pirates were wretched, wretched. Mm. Still, they're not great now, but when they were like having their 40 win yeah. seasons and they were like, oh, everyone's just statting their wins against these bad teams in the division, but now everyone has to play each other. So are we going to get less 100 win teams? And I was like, oh, that's kind of an interesting thought process. So let's get you on the Pirates bandwagon now. Because I, I think they're going to be fun soon. I'm a Royals fan this year. Okay. I've been a Royals fan for a couple years now. Melendez because, and Pasquantino or Yeah, what? I just like <clears throat> picking teams who, like, when they hit their bottom, it's like, all right, now I'm going to start liking them. So when they're good again, yeah. I proper... That's how you effectively bandwagon. <laughs> I call it ethical clout chasing. I did... <laughs> ethical, ethical clout chasing. Um... I clicked on the Royals to find that Jackie Bradley Jr. is patrolling. Yeah, some <laughs> Blue Jays legend. I did not have that. Um, how about it? 33-year-old for Jackie Bradley. So I, when you were building up my snakes, you said a, a late-night team that yeah. I'm starting to like. I thought for sure you were going to say the Padres. Are you, I love the Padres. You love the Padres. But I, I feel like I can't be like... Everyone's in on that. Yeah, that feels... Okay. That's bad clout chasing. Okay. Uh, that's too late. I had to be in on them You had early. to be there early. Yeah, but oh my gosh. Bogarts on the Padres Ooh. is the best thing they could have done. I know the contract isn't the best, but like just for vibes and like maturity and everything. And so guess what? Who cares if the contract? I don't care, dude. Bus. Pay everybody. Jake Cronenworth, the get a bag. Fans, they don't care. <laughs> they don't have real money at this point. The guys I like are playing. Yes. Yeah, dude. I don't even more watching their team. The vibe is just so cool. Like if you're a San Diego fan, like you are so lucky, man. That team is awesome. Just watching that, yeah. like Hassan Kim is a treat to watch, and he's yeah. their like eight hole hitter, and he's just a defensive guy who's a whole. Last night. Or when the Padres walked off the Diamondbacks and he hit the walk-off home run, he came up to the plate, the whole stadium, it's the middle of April, with his chant in his name. Yeah. And I was like, this is awesome. It's like, they're so into it. I was, I was so happy to watch them. He, uh, <clears throat> he's interesting. He's he, fun. He had a very solid year last year for a 26-year-old player in his second year of action. Defense first, yes. Enough with the bat that it's really interesting. If he um, if he ticks up a little bit, 
he is like a very valuable baseball player. On that team with Machado. Right. Like, that's so big. As it's, long as you're not a zero in the lineup, which he very much is yeah. not. That's uh, huge. That's the difference, especially with no shift. Like, that's so, or like less shift because people are still doing weird stuff. But that's still so big to have that. I was just looking. I am now looking at uh, South Korean baseball players because that's where Hassan Kim is from. I'm so into them. Um, Jihwan Bay, who is on the Pirates, not familiar. We might be getting you a jersey. Oh, I might need it. I want. I think a Hassan Kim jersey is kind of sick. Like I would. That's sneaky sick. That's awesome. And Padres are going to be everybody's favorite. Like Mariners or Padres. I'm. Deciding which one's going to be. Because mm. I, I would also like to root for the Mariners. Sure. But they're going to be my late night teams. And every time, I'm just like, which one of these teams am I going to click on and be obsessed with? Yeah. And it's been the Padres lately. Are you still playing the violin? I don't, don't do that. What were some of the other Zoe stereotypes for a little bit? It was your cat, cat guy. guy. Which... Feels a little too close to home. That feels accurate. Um, you play the violin. Plays a violin. Jack likes to say that I look like everything that I don't. Like an example. <laughs> 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 He's a big fan of making jokes like that. It's just like, you see this piece of gum in the floor? Kind of looks like Zoe. I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah, me, no. Jack. I'm like, no, no it doesn't. I don't want to be that. I did have I did have a quick question for you. Yes, I, I don't want to hold you too long, even though it's your show. Please, um, if you were I'm holding you right now, baseball fan. Yes, and you were in your jersey buying days because I'm assuming you don't mm. buy that many jerseys anymore. Non Yankees, one player buy a jersey right now. Hmm. Non Yankee, one player. That's a good question. I think about this a lot because I like buying jerseys. So this is really unfair. I'm going to go off the board first, and hopefully it brings me on the board. I like that. Um, I really wanted to get world some World Baseball Classic jerseys. Oh, like, that's yeah. just sick. Like, yeah. a, a USA one or, like, the Italia ones. I like, like Mexico's a lot. Mexico's are sick. So, I mean, that's... Let's be honest. That's a little, that's a little unfair. The layout. Because, I mean, it, I would, you know... Team USA basketball jerseys are like all time and so cool. Trey um, Turner, Team USA World Baseball Classic jersey. Um, got it. Covered G Juan Bay. You shot too early there. I love outfielders. I love third basemen. Um, and what's a sick jersey? Like, See, what are the kids about these? That's days? the tough question. You can't go with the star because you got to be. Right. It's not just about that. No, you got to get a relic, I like to say. A jersey that will age well no matter what happens to the player. It has to be an active player. It doesn't have to be. You can do whatever you want. Because, like, I <clears throat> like I think like I think right now it would be pretty cool to buy, like, a Pujols jersey. Yeah, that's a good one. You know? Cardinals, like, Pujols jersey. Hall of Famer, all-time. Like, it, it just became... Like a double throwback almost. Like yeah. He was on the Cardinals and then he came back. Came back, back for one last and year. He was, was incredible sick. when he came back. That's a that's a very um, good jersey to get. Otherwise, I'm going like just something ridiculous off the board. Okay. Um Hey man. Miami Jazz Chisholm. Like that's, that's cool, yeah. right? An Alcantara Miami Marlins jersey, I think, is 
an insane one. Like, if you have that, people are like, oh, this guy likes baseball. Where are you at? Are you getting a jersey? Oh, well. I know you're a jersey. the last one you, you guys got? are huge jersey gangs. I am a big jersey guy now, mainly just because when we shoot videos, I like to wear baseball stuff because, you know. Sure. We're baseball fans. It's all around it. It's good. But I, it's hard to buy. The jerseys I like, they don't always sell, like, the smaller players. It's always just a big player. Jonathan mm. India is in my shopping cart. That'll be my next mm, purchase. He's jersey. your guy. That's my guy. I have a Soto Padres jersey. Please resign. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I have that one, and I really want to get an Otani Japanese jersey because I think that's yeah, sick. yeah that's sick. that's I think that's going to be the jersey of the year. Like everyone's going to be wearing Team Japan Shohei Otani jerseys. It's going to be like, oh, that's sick. I uh, I feel bad because you know you just said Jack torments you with these jokes, but oh, it would no. be. It would be kind of hilarious if you, like, only wore South Korean player jerseys. <laughs> you were just obsessed with South Korean. I'm Korea. into it. <laughs> I'll wear them. Like, yeah. Oh, Tommy Edmund counts. I'm on. in. Oh, he's um, good. I'm trying to think. Bryce Harper. Bryce like Harper, Harper, Phillies, Phillies one. Jersey. Yeah. In. Last year, if you got one early and you had it for the playoffs yeah. last year, the pinstripe Phillies Bryce Harper jersey. Yeah. Awesome. BBD sneaky jersey guy. Jersey guy. I think I think Julio's gotta be up there. Yeah. Still young, but he's he's wearing a unique number awesome. 44. He's a good you, one. Get, Pretty you get the cool green one or something. Mm. I haven't since Tatis's jersey drop was the craziest buzz just I've ever. That's been Wake and Jake. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> <laughs> We're sorry. It's all right. He's happy. He, dude, he's just hitting, and that's all that matters. But yeah, buy yourself a baseball jersey. Treat right. yourself. Rowdy Telez jersey. Oh, Team Mexico oh, Rowdy Telez jersey. That's, pretty... that's the one. <laughs> that's the Jake jersey. That's sick. And so, if he rowdy. ever finds his way in his in this office, and you were wearing a Rowdy Team Mexico jersey, he would like. He might squeeze you to death. You want to know what you need? A Randy Arozarena Team. Mexico yeah, jersey. that yeah. one's sick. That would go. People would be like, all right. That's a fashion statement. Randy, man. Dude, that's fire. <laughs> so, I think this is funny because I should probably ask you this as someone who works with you. You are my boss. What's what's going on with We Got Ice? Like, what's coming up? What what can we get some people hyped for? Uh, really into the YouTube grind this summer. Did I just see the biggest strike zone ever made? Yeah, we might do it with the smallest one. That's... <laughs> Smaller yeah. than the smaller one. Smaller than the yeah. ones we've seen. It's pretty hard to get smaller, <laughs> but we've been crafting. A lot of new YouTube videos and uh, maybe a little bit more leaning into Red Sox. Okay. We like the Red Sox. Sox, kid. So maybe more of that. It, um, was, it was funny. You see a different side of people when they're watching their team and you and Jack watching the Red Sox on opening day. We sneaky like that them was a fun. Lot. <laughs> like Zach, it's like, oh yeah, they are Red Sox. Jack, fans. Jack yeah. kind of lost his silly side for a no, minute. Yeah, like when, like when the Red Sox actually lost the game, it was kind. He kind of had that sad fan look, which is normally not Jack's energy. There's a really funny clip of when we first started. We got ice. It was 2021 against the Rays. We watched them on like a live stream. Yeah, and you get. The different side of Jack. <laughs> I'll have to find it and send it to you. It's really funny. But That's yeah. Funny. So Red Sox and all that. So thanks for letting me come on. Sox kid. Thank you, Zo. Um and thanks to Wake and J Crew. Subscribe. Go sports. Watch UConn, everything. UConn Huskies won the national title. You already knew. Go Huskies. I told you. Uh see you guys. Love.